Hey there, welcome to another edition of the Live Wire House Party. I'm Luke Burbank. This week, we are going to revisit some conversations that we had about a year ago, uh, which was not right when the pandemic started, but sort of at that point where we were kind of starting to figure out this new weird version of life. First up, we're going to talk to comedian Joey Clift. He realized he could coordinate a huge musical project from his home completing the idea that the singer Sufjan Stevens once had to write an album about every U.S. state. Uh, Then we are going to dial up the one and only Paula Poundstone, who lives in a house in L.A. with many, many pets and a constantly ringing phone. Then we're going to hear some music from Jimmy Harad, who turned his New York apartment into a music studio. We've got a great show coming up. Stick around to get started right after this. I'm Alex Schwartz. I'm Nomi Fry. I'm Vincent Cunningham, and this is Critics at Large, a New Yorker podcast for the culturally curious. Each week, we're going to talk about a big idea that's showing up across the cultural landscape, and we'll trace it through all the mediums we love. Books, movies, television, music, art. And I always want to talk about celebrity gossip, too. Of course. We hope you'll join us for new episodes each Thursday. Follow Critics at Large today, wherever you get podcasts. This episode of Live Wire is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving or cleaning, even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Hey, Elena. Hey, Luke. How's it going? Uh, It's going well. I just want to check one thing. Do you have your cell phone on silent? Uh, let me check. Yep, I do. Okay, good. You know who didn't have their cell phone on silent when we interviewed them recently? <laughs> One Paula Poundstone. I think there were multiple phones. <laughs> we are going to play maybe the most interrupted interview we've ever conducted on this show, but it's a fun one. I know folks are going to want to hear it. Uh, should we uh, get the show started? Let's do it. Okay. Molly, are we recording? We are rolling. Okay, awesome. Take it away, Elena. <laughs> From PRX, it's Livewire. Recorded from our actual homes, welcome to the Livewire House Party. This week with comedian Joey Clift, comedian Paula Poundstone, and music from Jimmy Harad. I'm your announcer, Elena Passarello, and now the host of Livewire, Luke Burbank. Oh, thank you so much, Elena Passarello. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We've got another fun show in store for you uh, this week. Uh, Of course, we asked the audience a question, uh, which, based on the guests that we're having on this week, seemed relevant. We asked folks to write a slogan for their hometown, and uh, we're going to be hearing those responses (laughs) coming up in just a few minutes. Uh, First, though, it is time, of course, for the best news we heard this week. 
It's our little moment in the show to remind the listeners and ourselves, frankly, that it's good news happening out there in the world each week. Elena, what is the best news you heard this week? This story has everything. Birds, old stuff, Pittsburgh. Those are like my three favorite things. Right. That's the Venn diagram overlap of all the things you care about, really. All it needs is yakety sex. Unfortunately, that is not a part of of this one. (laughs) I forgot there's a fourth ring in the diagram. Okay, so they just discovered a very rare uh, kind of unprecedented fossil. It's a fossil of a land-bound dinosaur uh, who is known as an oviraptorosaur. And they discovered it in China, and the fossilized remains, it was sitting on a bunch of eggs. So that's going to give a whole bunch of new information about the embryonic life of this specific type of dinosaur. And we know now um, that this kind of dinosaur was covered in feathers. So now we know that it nests in a very specific way on eggs like a bird versus like a reptile. Um, And there's this great picture of it uh, in the CNN article about the discovery. And they look like these like crazy Jar Jar Binks quails with these feathers and these crazy tails. Totally nothing like the dinosaurs that I thought about when I was obsessed with dinosaurs as a kid. If I think about the fact that birds are dinosaurs for too long, it kind of freaks me out. I love it. I mean, I just think I I love that I got to live to see the change where people started kind of painting dinosaurs the ways that we now understand that they would look like because they had this kind of body covering. And the Pittsburgh connection is that um, the research was done in congruence with the Carnegie Museum of Natural History, which was on like the block that I lived in in the Oakland neighborhood of Pittsburgh. It's really close to Pitt. And if you go to Pitt you can get into those museums for free. So I used to live in that natural history museum, which has a gigantic dinosaur named Dippy out front that they put like a terrible towel around when the Steelers are in the playoffs. Of course they do. Even the scientists in Pittsburgh (laughs) are subject to, uh, you know. Even the dinosaurs love a Pittsburgh Steelers, Luke. (laughs) Luke Burbank. It's real good. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. That's a solid Yinzer accent. Well, I know we got some listeners in Pittsburgh. I don't know how many listeners in Canada we have, Elena, but the mm. best news that I heard this week comes straight from Canada. People up there are starting to send postcards to each other that were mailed to them by the Canadian Post Office. The Canadian Post Office sent out 13.5 million postcards with the postage prepaid on them. Oh. So that people in Canada can fill out a postcard to the ones they love and send them around. It's a way of keeping Canadians connected during the pandemic. That's amazing. Every time I hear something about Canadians, I'm always like, I've been watching a lot of Canadian TV. It's been like Slings and Arrows and Letterkenny and Kim's Convenience. And now this, I love postcards. I I know. When's the last time you wrote a postcard? Oh, I write them quite a bit. Uh, cause, really? Because I'm a cheapskate and the stamps are cheaper. So why write a thank you note that you have to put in an envelope with one of those forever stamps when you can get a postcard stamp for much cheaper? It's such a simple thing, right? It takes like two minutes to fill out a postcard, but it really brightens someone's day, just like it'll brighten my day, Elena, when I get one of these famous postcards from you. I'll send you one with a dinosaur on it. I have them. Really? Yeah, you want one? I'll send you a dinosaur postcard with an August Wilson stamp. Double Please. Pittsburgh. Please do. Then we can report back when I get it. See, now that that's now the best news that I've heard all week that you're sending me this postcard. Uh, all right, let's get our first guest on over here to the house party. Elena, are you a Sufjan Stevens fan? I mean, who isn't? 
Uh, of folks that are roughly in our demo and yeah. our kind of lived experience, I think there was yeah. like a mandatory. Our level of spinal deterioration. Because <laughs> we're so like old. Like you're required to have two, at least two Sufjan Stevens albums in your life. Guilty. Um, for those who don't know about Sufjan's work, he's this very highly acclaimed singer, songwriter. And uh, he announced uh, some years ago that he was going to do this project where he was going to record an album for every state in America. And he did one for Michigan, mm-hmm. then did one for Illinois, mm-hmm. which had a great name. Come on, feel the Illinois. Uh, that was in 2015. And then he just stopped <laughs> doing it. Like he was making other music, but he wasn't making. And I think he was kind of hoping that no one would notice. Well, you know who did notice? Joey Clift. He's a comedian. And uh, he decided when the pandemic started to sort of finish this job that Sufjan Stevens had started by recruiting musicians. Uh, and getting them to write the other 48 albums, which they actually did. It was this actually like massive project that we wanted to find out a little bit more about. So we called up Joey Clift last May, and here's what he said. Joey Clift, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, Why did it bother you so much that Sufjan Stevens bailed on this plan to record an album for each of the 50 states? Uh, So... I remember I first heard about the 50 States Project when I was in college. Uh, This would have been the mid-2000s, Washington State University. And I remember hearing about, like, there's this folk musician who's going to make an album for every state of the union, so 50 albums. And like everybody else, I got really excited about it. I couldn't wait for him to release the Washington album. Mm -hmm. And then, honestly, I just kind of forgot about it until around 2015, I was writing for a comedy website, and um, just Sufjan Stevens came up inside conversation. I think I said, oh, hey, is he still doing that 50 States thing? And then somebody said, oh, no, he gave up after two albums because it was too hard. <laughs> and um, I think that for me, like since then, it's really stuck in my craw as just like he promised this cool project and then immediately gave up. And then anybody that called him out on it. He said, I was just kidding. It was just a bit. So it's, Mm. I guess it's just the gall of saying that he was going to do this really cool thing and then immediately backing out. (laughs) So I I know that you sort of had this idea to try to complete this project, this unfinished project by the singer Sufjan Stevens. Um, But obviously it's a massive undertaking. How much of this now happening is because of the pandemic? Um, so I originally came up with this idea shortly after working at that comedy website in 2015, um, just thinking, oh, like that sucks that he stopped doing it. That would be really funny if I just got a bunch of comedians together and we just hastily finished his 50 (laughs) States project in like a weekend, um, just to say that we did it. And also like none of us are musicians. So it was sort of like, oh, all the albums would be bad, but that would be even funnier. Um, and I always ended up running into the hangup of even pitching it to a few places of like, how do you logistically make 50 albums worth of music in record time? Even to do it hastily, if you like from writing to recording made a complete album in an hour, that would take 50 hours to do. Yeah. Um, so uh, I have been kind of pondering this idea for years. And then I actually, I was writing on a Quibi show called Useless Celebrity History um, prior to the- uh, Is there any other kind? Yeah, yeah, look, there's some important celebrity history. That is not what that show is about. Um, It's uh, hosted by Adam Rapon, who's a super funny guy. And um, 
basically uh, the show was shut down due to, you know, quarantine, COVID. It was a live show, so we couldn't necessarily film it anymore. And I remember driving home from the job after getting laid off. This was um, in kind of mid-March and thinking to myself, like, hey, wait a second. I could probably do that Sufjan Stevens thing now if I crowdsourced it because all of my other friends and you know, any other creative person right now is also out of work and looking for stuff to do. So I pondered it for, um, you know, a few days and just very quickly kind of came up with the plan of, you know, just posting a tweet saying, hey, I'm looking for songs for this thing, you know, busting out an Excel spreadsheet and figuring out how to color code on Excel. All the fun parts of music. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All, the, Excel. All, the, all the parts of, I mean, most of this project's definitely been me uh, sitting in pajama bottoms, uh, uh, like on my couch with the seat reclined with a laptop in my lap with uh, Excel open. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who answered the call? Like, who did you start hearing from? I heard from such a diverse array of people that it was very surprising to me. Um, the day that I posted the call on Twitter that I was looking for songs, I got probably 200 emails within 24 hours from um, musicians, comedians, and people kind of all across the spectrum. And, um, you know, these, some of these people were, you know, new to music. Like we had, um, a family, just a, a mom and her kids who I think were like six or seven years old, who submitted a song for a Louisiana album, which oh, cool. was really fun. And they were, they were very, you know, new to music. They were just big Sufjan fans. Oh. And then I had everybody from that to, you know, friends of mine who were improvisers who've never sang before, <laughs> who just like put up a karaoke track and did a parody of you know, some random song. Um, and then on the other end of it, we have like legit musicians who submitted for it. Like um, Stealth Olvang from the Lumineers uh, yeah. submitted a bunch of songs from the Moon album because we're doing a Moon album because there's a U.S. flag up there. So we got to ah. do it, I guess. <laughs> Joey, I actually uh, I want to play an example uh, of a song that somebody submitted to the project. Yeah. But we have to take a quick break. This is the Livewire House Party. I'm Luke Burbank with Elena Passarella. We're talking to Joey Clift about the Our 50 States project where uh, he and a bunch of folks, some of them his friends, some of them complete strangers, have created 50 albums, one for each state, and now apparently one for the moon. Uh, because a double the- album for Rhode Island, too. So we're, we're, we're going... <laughs> double album yeah. for Rhode Island. <laughs> the, the smallest state should have the biggest album, you know? And an EP for D.C., if I'm not EP mistaken. EP for D.C., EP yeah. for Puerto Rico, an album for the territories. We're getting so thorough for this. Guam. Okay, we're going to hear more about this in just a moment when we come back. This is Livewire. Don't go anywhere. Hey, Elena. Hey, Luke. I didn't see you there. It's that time of year again. My seasonal allergies are back. Oh, congratulations. But also, it's our spring member drive, which is happening right now through May 17th. Oh, I like that much more than seasonal allergies. Yeah, if you are not yet a member of Livewire's League of Extraordinary Listeners, well, now is the time to do it. Why? Well, because this League of Extraordinary Listeners... Uh, is what keeps the lights on over at Livewire Inc., uh, which is definitely not the association that we are part of. I'm probably a 501c3. They don't let me near any of the paperwork mm-hmm. or bookkeeping, and it's really better that way. Yes. Point is, we we are only able to keep doing this show because of support from our members, and we would love it if you could join us in that right now. Plus, there are all kinds of sweet perks, including... Uh, special discounted tickets to live recordings, on-air shout-outs, exclusive content. Uh, and, Elena, uh, one more thing that, of course, we would not be a self-respecting public radio show if we didn't offer this. 
If we didn't offer the most iconic public radio swag of all time, a tote bag. True iconic status. Yeah, but it's not just any tote bag. This is like a really good tote bag. It's got a second zipper, an internal zipper. Yes, whatever you want to put in the tote bag, that's your business, okay? What we're mm-hmm. here to talk about is you keeping Livewire going. So head on over to livewireradio.org to see the various member levels. It does not matter how much you are giving every month to Livewire. It just matters that you do it because it goes a long way for us. So thank you. His father was a drinker And his mother cried in bed Folding John Wayne's t-shirts Welcome back the to the Livewire house party from PRX. And this is fairly somber music for a house party. This is the work of one Sufjan Stevens, who, if you are unfamiliar, is a singer and songwriter who a number of years ago announced that he was going to record one album for each state in America. And he did a total of two albums, <laughs> which is where our guest this week steps in, Joey Clift, who decided to sort of crowdsource the other 48 albums. And he's now collected up all that music and put it together state by state. And it is quite an incredible thing. It's called Our 50 States Project. So, uh, Joey, you were saying before the break that you heard from a wide range of people when you put the call out, some people that were professional musicians, some people that were just kind of having fun. I mean, there's a whole spectrum of competence for these songs, right? Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's that for me is, uh, I guess, part of the excitement in putting this project together is um, uh, whenever I would get a new song from somebody, and at this point, we've released 370 songs. Next oh week, God. we're going to finish the project oh with probably God. another 100. So, wow. yeah, I mean, it's like it's so much music. <laughs> and um, whenever I get a song, I have no idea what to expect from, you know, from quality, from genre. Um, some people decided to really deliberately ape Sufjan Stevens kind of folk music style. Right. Um, uh, one of the tracks, uh, I believe three cheers for St. Nicholas. Yeah, we actually have that. Do you want to, let's play a little bit of this. This is, uh, a really perfect sort of tonal, I guess you could say parody of a Sufjan, because we should mention that these, these, these two albums that he put out, come on, feel the Illinois and the album he did about Michigan really delve into a lot of kind of uh, history in these states. There's a certain seriousness to the songs um, and a certain formality uh, that this particular one, uh, Three Cheers for St. Nicholas, The Man Who Puts Candy in Our Shoes by <laughs> Michael Oconis. This, uh, this perfectly captures that vibe. Take a listen to this. If you're in Milwaukee December 5th Make sure to leave your shoes outside the door It's not a myth He knows if you've been good this year He knows if you've been bad It's like a German Santa Claus Except he's not your dad He's not your dad I know that he's real So for all of us good children Rejoice, you know the deal Wow (laughs) For St. Nicholas 
I almost started talking over the most important part. Now, this is like a beautiful parody. Has he heard about this? Have you heard from him? What's like, how is he taking this? Uh, So Sufjan Stevens, he's famously not online. So, you know, he doesn't have a Twitter (laughs) account. He might have an Instagram. Um, So, you know, I can't necessarily tweet this at him. Uh, It's gone viral enough. It got write-ups from the AV Club, Exclaim, Relevant Magazine, and a bunch of other places that I think that there's a chance he's probably heard of it, but I haven't gotten any kind of like hot take reaction from him. He hasn't driven to my house in Los Angeles to fight me yet. I mean, are you Um, worried though that in any way this is coming off as kind of trolling him? Oh, it's 100% trolling him. (laughs) Like that's uh, the intent. Um, Yeah, I'm actually, that's my, um, there are two different ways that I'm thinking about concluding this depending on just like, you know, time and interest and stuff like this. One of them is I want to try to do potentially a um, like a like an over Twitch, a live stream kind of music festival where we get a bunch of people to, pre- to play their songs live. Oh, cool. Um, and then, uh, you know, use it as a fundraiser for, you know, just a, a lot of different nonprofits that I know that kind of could use the help right now. Or the other potential button to it, if I um, don't have the time to put that together is just to burn CDRs of every single album and then mail them to his record label <laughs> with a note that just says, you're welcome. So, you know, so he'll find out in some way. And I have to say, this is like my favorite kind of trolling because it's the kind of trolling that turns into this incredible uh, constructive public act, right? Like you're tearing somebody down, but then you're, you've built this thing in what, two months that's... I mean, it's better than, you know, a guy going into the studio and making 50 albums with professional musicians. Like there are little children in Louisiana singing about their home state. What could be better than that? That's amazing. That's something that's really struck me um, as I've put this thing together. And, I, you know, I, I try to take a lot of time to put together just like, you know, good track lists for all the albums and make sure that everything flows well is the version of this where I get 20 comedians together and we quickly slap this together in a week in like the basement of some comedy website isn't as cool as the version where people from legit all over the world are like sending songs to, you know, either honor or comment on states that they're from. And I think that like, especially now in kind of, you know, the, this world they're living, we're living in where we're so disconnected. There is just this weird, like artfulness to it that like I appreciate absolutely yeah it's public art like we need public art right now yeah and like that wasn't the the intent of this was 100% oh I'm just gonna troll this (laughs) folk musician but I do feel like the what's come out of it is weirdly beautiful you know agree uh we're talking to joey clift who coordinated this our 50 states project uh getting an album uh, from every state in the U.S. Uh, to complete the project that Sufjan Stevens started and did not finish. Joey, it sounds like you have more songs than you need, but Elena and I, I think we're kind of getting jealous, like looking at all of these amazing submissions, and we wanted to possibly get in on the act. And so we decided that we would each try to write our little sort of Sufjan-esque song. Um, and I was wondering if we could perform those for you. And uh, just sort of as a person who's now combed through hundreds and hundreds of songs for this project, if you could just give us a little feedback, a little constructive criticism. Okay, great, great, great. I'm, I'm excited to hear these songs. Um, so, Elena, what have you prepared for us? I uh, grew up in Georgia. I lived there from when I was in third grade to when I graduated high school. And I lived in a town called Snellville. And the town motto when I lived there was where everybody's somebody. <laughs> 
I'm going to mention to the radio listeners, uh, Elena has now pulled an auto harp out in her house, and she has the finger uh, picks on. This yeah. is getting pretty serious. I don't play. I don't play the auto harp. <laughs> You're already way too qualified to make a song for this. No, you haven't heard it yet, Joey. Just wait. Um, okay, okay, okay. But so when I was trying to research Snellville uh, for this song, I realized that they have changed their motto since I left from where everybody's somebody to where everybody's proud to be somebody, which I just don't understand. So um, ah. that's, uh, that's the premise of this song. I'll just play a little bit of it. I'm excited about this. Okay, I'm just going to turn up my gain a little bit. Okay, here we go. Used to be enough just to be somebody. But now, on top of that, you got to be proud. <laughs> It used to be enough to drive down Highway 78 past the A&J Tasty Pig and JP's International Cuisine, which wasn't really very international, just served hamburgers. But now, you also gotta be loud. What's there to be proud about in <laughs> Snellville? <laughs> the town, next to the town, where Larry Flint was shot. <laughs> What's there to be proud about in Snellville? It's the birthplace of an American Idol winner. But actually, she was a runner-up. Is that a lot? <laughs> and then there's like like 14 verses in here about uh, the Frisbee golf obsession in Snellville and the fact that Snellville was founded by two teenagers and the high school that I went to, which was called the Shiloh Generals, but because everybody's Southern accents were so twangy, it's the cheerleader sounded like shallow gin rules whenever they said their names. But I'll just go to the, the final chorus. <laughs> What's there to be proud about in Snellville? The town next to the town where the guy who held James Brown's cape died. <laughs> oh, what's there to be proud about in Snellville? Hey, you know what? I hear Michael Stipe was from there. No, he wasn't. I just lied. Hey, rock over London, rock on Chicago. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I just want to say that uh, that is far better than any song about Georgia Sufjan Stevens has written. Hey. <laughs> oh, man. Shots continue to be fired. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of the things about this that was way harder than I expected. Our executive producer floated the idea, hey, Luke and Elena, why don't you guys try to write sort of songs for this album, Sufjan-esque songs. And I thought that would be yeah. funny. And what I forgot was that I don't know how to write a song. <laughs> this morning I was Googling, how do you write a song? <laughs> like, I don't understand verse chorus structure. I also can't play an instrument. I'm also medium at singing at best. So <laughs> what is about to happen here is honestly a stress dream come Excellent. to life for Excellent. me. Uh, this is a song about the world's largest egg, which is located in Winlock, Washington. Mm. Right. Um, and, and I tried to give it a sort of properly Sufjan Stevens-esque title, which is Hats Off to the World's Largest Egg, Winlock, Washington, where my friend Camaro Kev won $500 on pull tabs at the Eagles. <laughs> I'm already on board. That's the best part of this song. I'm going to just tell you already. Um, so, uh, oh man, this is going to, let me, I have to get all my chords and my words. Bear with me. This is going to be rough, you guys. Uh, here we go. Woohoo! Free bird. 
Twelve feet long and twelve hundred pounds. They could see you from the highway. Canvas first, later fiberglass. Booming business made it that way. World's <laughs> largest A. You're small, but I think you're fine. Oh, world's largest A. I'll stop to see you anytime. I'll stop to see you every time. Hey! Uh, that was great. That would uh, that would fit right at home on our uh, Washington album, right next to the song about the Del Taco in Federal Way. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I ended up more Rafi than Sufjan Stevens, but... It was good. And I think that he set it up up top with, I'm very nervous about this. I'm not sure how it's going to go. Then he played a great song. No, but the problem is the song needed to be worse or better. Yeah. <laughs> that was the issue. Like, it was uncanny. Like, it did not check either box, which is why I felt deeply embarrassed. Uh, yeah, I get what you're talking about. There is something, especially with, like, comedy projects, where you want it to be either pitch perfect mm-hmm. Or you yes. want it to be like you have no, you've never held a guitar before. Yes, <laughs> Joey, great job on this project. It's a bunch of amazing music and a really cool thing. So uh, thanks for making it happen and thanks for coming on the Livewire House Party. Oh yeah, thanks for having me. This was super fun. That was Joey Clift, recorded last May, right here on the Livewire House Party. Um, an update on what Joey has been up to during quarantine. He is now a staff writer for the show Spirit Rangers. It's an animated fantasy adventure Netflix series about a 21st century Native American family. Premieres in 2022. Um, As far as the 50 States project uh, that we were talking about, not only did they get an album for every state, they also got one for a U.S. territory (laughs) and one for the moon. Um, And mercifully, neither of our songs made the cut. No, the Snellville song isn't in the Georgia album. See, you're you're disappointed. I am relieved <laughs> as it relates to my two. I should be relieved too. You're right. <laughs> hey, special thanks this episode to Catherine Schmidt and Scott Love of Portland, Oregon. Catherine and Scott are part of the Livewire member community. They are generously supporting us with a donation each month, and we are very thankful for that support because it's a big part of how we were able to keep this whole thing going. So a huge thanks to Catherine and Scott for supporting Livewire. This is the Livewire House Party. As we like to do each week, we ask the Livewire listeners a question. Uh, inspired by this 50-state uh, project, uh, we wanted to ask the listeners to write a slogan for their hometowns. And folks did and sent them along. Elena, what are some of the slogans that people submitted? Uh, quite a few for Portland. Uh, okay. Well, really. that's our hometown. That would make sense. How about this one uh, from Eric? Portland. Reports of our demise are greatly exaggerated. <laughs> Would agree. I live in right in the heart of Portland. 
And I'm looking out at it right now, and it is an absolutely beautiful town full of beautiful people. The cherry blossoms are blossoming. Can't imagine who would report the demise of this city. Yeah, it's funny. You know, if you have relatives who, A, have never been to Portland, and B, know that you live somewhere near Portland, this summer they've been checking in a lot and being like, is it still there? Is it like Mad Max? Right. It's like, right. no, man, I just went to a food cart and got like a yeah. chalupa made of like foie gras. Like, it's great. Right. <laughs> Everything's I fine. will say, <laughs> if you stroll into a donut shop and order a dozen donuts, know that it could be $52, which recently happened to me. I feel like there should be some kind of verbal warning on that. We have been talking about that in my household quite a bit since you put that on social media. We, <laughs> we don't know how it's possible. We're, we're like, is, are they all gluten-free donuts? Is that why it costs so much money? It's just, I mean, you know, they're very high quality items. But again, that just speaks to the thriving nature of Portland. Could a city that was in demise charge $52 for donuts? The answer is no. Once we're off the air, I have 97 other questions about these donuts per bag. Okay. Great. Um, <laughs> what's another slogan uh, that someone wants to write for their hometown? Here's one for a town that I know you know well. It's from Karen. Bellingham, Washington, city of subdued excitement. <laughs> well, you know, that's the actual slogan for Bellingham, Washington. You're kidding. It didn't go through a formal process. I used to live in Bellingham, Washington, and somebody just decided one day that that should be the slogan, and then they painted it on the side of, I think, like an antique store. <laughs> and then because it's Bellingham and people are pretty passive, everyone said, I guess that's our slogan now. It's a self-fulfilling slogan. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. That's fine. All right. What's another slogan for a town? This one's my favorite from Jennifer. Jennifer, I believe, must be a Wisconsinite because mm -hmm. she says, with a name like Sheboygan, who needs a slogan? <laughs> <laughs> that is, if that is not the actual, like, you know, if that's not on the signs when you drive into Sheboygan... <laughs> They need to make it the case. Uh, this is the Livewire House Party. I'm Luke Burbank. That is Elena Passarello. Um, Elena, have you heard about the, the sort of uptick in pet adoption during the pandemic? This has been a huge thing, right? Yeah. I mean, sometimes the best news you hear all week is that like a shelter's uh, cages are empty because so many people yeah. have adopted out animals. Well, our next guest... Uh, was way ahead of the curve on that <laughs> in that she was already living with 16 cats long before there was a pandemic. We are talking about our pal Paula Poundstone, um, who we thought would be the perfect person to check in with last April, right as the pandemic was kind of really setting in for all of us. Uh, so we called her up and here's what that sounded like. Paula, welcome to the show. Thank you for uh, clearing your schedule out to do this. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, it was a matter. It wasn't clearing my schedule out, Luke. It was a matter of rearranging what time of day I walk the dogs and when I bleach. That's <laughs> that. I keep up such a rigorous bleaching schedule right now. Yeah. How are your pets holding up? You're sort of running an animal shelter there, right? A I do. I'm a, I'm a very unprofitable farmer. <laughs> um, uh, yeah they're uh they're loving it i'm actually trying to train i have two big dogs and i'm trying to train them to go on my treadmill um oh for really? heaven's sakes that's so funny that's my assistant's phone um uh that's yeah. all right we're all doing the show from home this is this is what happens in this yeah. version of broadcasting yeah yeah well i'm trying to train and i found um i i looked up on the internet like you know, training your dog to go on a treadmill. And of course I found this uh, trainer. Oh my heaven. 
I found this trainer that um, he has these dogs. Like, you know, one of them, he sh they show a video of him trying to just put a leash on the dog. And the dog's like, ah, you know, like <laughs> these ferocious dogs that he's been given problem animals. And within minutes, he has these things walking on his treadmill. My dogs won't do, like, the other day, one of my dogs put its paw on the treadmill. And wow. the we had a celebration the likes of which Mardi Gras <laughs> Mardi Gras was nothing compared to what we had. Uh, how, how are the cats doing? You have a lot of cats. I have twelve cats. Okay. And uh, yeah, I'm used to that gasp. Oh um, no, it's my dream. That's my dream. Oh, is it? I would well, love I have, it. I have twelve cats. The census is down. Actually, I used to have sixteen, um, but uh, you know they live long cat mm -hmm. lives, and then they don't live anymore. But um, I have two that are all but dead, honestly. That, in fact, you know, when I'm trying to work out two videos, um, which I do, uh, I have these two cats that are very elderly and not well. And for some reason, now at the end of their lives, all they want to do is get stepped on. <laughs> what? They want to get stepped on and they want to be smushed by doors. Oh They're no. They're forever in the, in doorways and I don't I don't see all that well and so I, I'm the way I know they're in the doorway is I feel the meat of their body. <laughs> Oh my god. Pushing back <laughs> as I try to push the doorknob. And you're just like, okay, what we know about cats now is that they do not learn. There's no, they never have an experience that they go, oh boy, if you go near that door, she'll just smush you. Uh, this is the Livewire House Party. I'm Luke Burbank, along with Elena Passarello. That very familiar voice you're hearing from Santa Monica, California, is, of course, our friend Paula Poundstone. Um, she is the co-host of Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone with Adam Felber, which is a great podcast Thank that you. you've also been doing in this strange remote format that we're now all doing. Uh, what are, how are you staying fit? Are you, I know you dance. I know you like swing dancing. Like, what is your Well, you know, I routine? haven't swing danced, swung danced. <laughs> I haven't done that in a while because mm -hmm. uh -huh. um, I was spread a little thin there for a while. And so I had sort of stopped and I really f had focused for probably the last couple of years on uh, Taekwondo, believe it or not. Taekwondo wow. and self-defense. Um, the good news is I'm not very good, so don't fear me. <laughs> uh, but of course, with the I was so close to a, a black belt, although the thing you have to understand about the black belt thing is that there are many degrees of black belt. Mm. So you can still suck and be a black belt, really. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah Elvis Presley. <laughs> yeah. Was Elvis Presley a black belt? Not in Taekwondo, but most people think that his skill tests were questionable. Oh. Oh, for <laughs> Can you say that on the radio? <laughs> you getting a call? I am. Um, all right. I've had it. You know, it's someone calling for support. Forget it. <laughs> um, all right, this time. Sorry, you guys. Hold on. Hold on. All right. So this is all going to be part of the show. I want you to oh, know. Yeah. This is. You know what's great is it's my publicist who's calling. Really? Yeah. Uh, so because... Don't do live wire. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think it's really funny. My manager often calls like when I'm doing interviews and things, and I just think it's so funny. Like that, if if, if anybody should know. A little bit about my schedule, and I understand that, you know, no one plans their whole day around what I'm doing, but it does kind of make me laugh sometimes that the person who's interrupting the interview is the publicist 
That, do you see what I mean? Because I have more than one phone, and I, I just can't stop them all. Um, it sounds like at least there's still some activity around your career, which like is kind of good. It's like a newsroom. Well, like, no, like- I, I, I have a call center here. I, uh, I'm doing polling. Uh, you know, did you hear that, that last phone ring that you heard was, uh, I still have a landline, which I really leave open. Just I, I still pay for the landline just so that I don't leave lose contact with con artists. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. I would so miss that guy who calls and goes, this is the IRS. I love that guy. We have actually forged a relationship. Aww. This is the Livewire House Party. I'm Luke Burbank here with Elena Passarello and, of course, Paula Poundstone. Paula, are you doing the social distancing stuff? Are you abiding by the rules? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Have you yet had the experience? Well, I, 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 um, which is uh, the mask and glasses. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Fog have, them right up. I have no idea what I buy at the grocery store now. <laughs> I just, I go to a section, you know, I go, you know, can you tell me where the canned goods are? And they point me to this, you know, over there. Okay. Because I can see broad gestures, but uh, I can't see the labels at all. So I just put cans. Um, you know, what we're having for dinner tonight is what we had for lunch yesterday, which is lima beans. Just yeah. lima beans. Yeah. Yeah, Another I just thing, load cans into my cart. Something that I uh, know about you, Paula, from working on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me with you, is that you have had, for like the last 20 or 30 years, a persistent cough. Yes. Which makes you really unpopular right now, I'd imagine. Yeah, no one, the thing about me, social distancing hasn't been that hard for me because no one really wanted to be around me anyways. And so this, this really... It's not a big change, honestly. In fact, it's funny that we had like four phones ringing there for a little while because I go whole days, my whole life with the phone never ringing. Um, so yeah, I've had a chronic cough for thirty years, and when, when I like, when I was just before you know all hell broke loose, when I was still flying, but when everyone was really suspicious of one yeah. another. Um, and, you know, people would take out their hand sanitizer and slather the, you know, the, the armrest. And, well, I'm allergic to hand sanitizer. Oh, so no. the smell oh, of it makes me, me have respiratory problems. Oh, no. Uh, so, yeah. So no one, uh, no, you know, people just get off the plane. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it was sort of like a hijacking, but not really. <laughs> what? The, the pilot said to me, well, since you're the only one, is there someplace else you want to go? <laughs> it's a very willing, it's a very will, it was a, it was a non-threatening hi, 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 hijacking. You, now, Paula, you, you travel constantly during normal times because you're touring. I did when well, I had a job. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. the thing. I mean, uh, I, obviously there's probably concern around not being able to go out there and work and make a living, but is there any part of you that is enjoying not having to travel so much? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing about traveling was, uh, I just, I got so little regular sleep, like in a bed because, um, my, my pickup times were three thirty, four, mm-hmm. five in the morning. And now as a result of that, um, uh, you know, I've been a comic for 40 years. So for, for 40 years, I really didn't have all that much sleep in a bed, but um, I can sleep anywhere. 
I can sleep in a chair. I can sleep leaning on a pole. I can, you know, I can sleep anywhere. But this idea that a certain time of the evening comes in, there's so many buzzers going off. In Does your room. sleep therapist usually call you when you're trying to sleep? <laughs> yeah, Just that's exactly what happens. <laughs> the idea that there's a period of the night that comes and you lay down and then you stay there for several hours is freakish to me. <laughs> it's just Are freakish. Are you doing it? Are you actually doing yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. But, the, you know, the, yeah. Do you find yourself feeling tired all the time now? Yes. Um, we had somebody on the show last week, Nora McInerney, who was saying it, we did not just get a bunch of free time all of a sudden. It isn't like a, a new time got created. It's just being used for something else. Maybe you're not flying somewhere, but now you're just lying around being anxious. Like mm -hmm. we still have a lot going on, you know, and, and I've been oh, thinking yeah. about that a lot lately. Yeah. yeah, no, I think there's a level of, there's a level of stuff that you can't even think about. Right. I, I, I am, um, I'm not a big AA'er, but I am taking a bite of the one day at a time pie. A, I like pie, and B, uh, I do feel like there's so much that I can't do. I actually have been so busy during all this that I haven't. Um, I, you know, people say, "Oh, we're so bored," and so we're, we're binge watching this and that. I'm, I'm like, really? Then you're not bleaching enough. <laughs> because uh, I have been tremendously busy. Well, first of all, with 12 cats, I sift four times a day. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Because yeah. the other thing I want to just suggest to America <laughs> is that, you know, I'm going to guess that in every household, there's at least one book. And, <laughs> you know, when people are like, I'm so bored, I'm so bored. I'm like, okay, you know what? I, I, have, I have so many books on on my shelf that there's no reason for me ever to buy another book because in my lifetime, if I live a long and healthy life, I won't be able to finish reading what I have. And I think that is the case for a lot, a lot of people. Uh, yeah. You never lie to yourself more than when you're in a bookstore. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. <laughs> yeah. Well, Paula, uh, thank you so much for um, uh, interrupting your busy schedule to hang out with us today. And uh, I got to get back to bleaching. <laughs> yeah. I right, always well, used to bleach hand, hand, uh, doorknobs. So this is, yeah. this is me and my glory. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much, you guys. It was a blast. That was Paula Poundstone back in April of last year. Um, since we're all still, you know, more or less stuck inside, this would be the perfect time to get caught up on Paula's amazing podcast, Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. <laughs> It's a great show, actually. I am a, a regular listener. Uh, they cover everything, biodiversity, taxes, and um, uh, if the, all of the public health stuff allows for it, Paula is going to be resuming some of her comedy tour stuff in May of 2021. So do check that out as well. You're listening to the Livewire House Party from PRX. I'm Luke Burbank with Elena Passarello. we got to take a quick break, but stick around because we will be back with some music from Jimmy Harad. Livewire is thrilled to be partnering with Portland's own Portal Tea this season. Formerly known as Tea Chai Tay, Portal Tea is the premier tea company in the Pacific Northwest. And they make one-of-a-kind handcrafted tea blends like cinnamon churro chai and blueberry cream Earl Grey. Use the code LIVEWIRE, all lowercase, for 20% off at portaltea.co. 
Welcome back to the Livewire House Party from PRX. I'm Luke Burbank at my house, Elena Passarello, partying down at her place. Uh, and since this is a party, you can't see, but Elena is doing a like a almost like like a bobblehead, <laughs> yeah, or Tina Turner. Can I see like a yeah. Tina Turner head shake? Uh, well, speaking of music, <laughs> let's get some music going on this house party. Our guest this week has toured all over the world with Pink Martini. The Seattle Times says he has a voice like a beacon of hope, which was totally our experience when we called him up last April to have a chat and hear a song. This is Jimmy Harad on the Live Wire House Party. Jimmy Harad, welcome to the Live Wire House Party. Look, you brought a piano. <laughs> yes, it just happened to be here with me already. Oh, how oh, convenient. Nice. Um, where are you at right now? Um, I'm in my uh, apartment in New York. Um, something just occurred to me, Jimmy. You have this uh, piano. Can your neighbors hear you? Like, <laughs> man, would they be lucky to be Jimmy Harrod's neighbors as opposed to like my neighbors <laughs> right. if I decide to work on my musical career? Has anyone come up to you or slid a note under your door saying, that's beautiful? Or that's annoying. No. Um, <laughs> but, you know, no one has ever said anything, though. Really? Well, yeah. I, I have to say, like, you know, if, if you're going to have a neighbor who's a musician, you should hope <laughs> that it's you, Jimmy, because uh, you have such a beautiful voice and write such beautiful music. Speaking of which, uh, you're going to play a song for us. What song have you selected? And is there any particular uh, connection to this kind of moment of time we're all in? Yeah, um, I wrote this song yesterday, actually. I heard some birds outside and it was just kind of like... A reminder that spring is so close, and mm. um, that's sort of a season of like optimism in general. And uh, the lyric is sort of about like the birds in their own way, like summoning spring, um, and how they defy the odds of piercing the clouds and um, soaring, uh, which is I could never do, but I, you know, <laughs> it's just kind of amazing to think about them. Does this song have a name yet? Um, yeah, I think it's called These Heights. All right. Well, this is Jimmy Harrod on the Live Wire House Party. Take it away. Birds on a windowsill, they become spring with the stretch of their wings. They beckon her before my eyes, wondering, do they feel? The change in the air, and why should they care? Our birds overtake their skies, but I see them fly. Soaring despite ominous winds, and I, too, will meet these heights again. Denied all I know, but seeing them seek, who they'll always be, defies the heights were prone to sow they let them go birds on a windowsill they become spring with the song that they sing they beckon her she reappears light they alone can steal by tearing the clouds, a shimmer peers down and blemishes the gray revered. Oh, why see them fly, soaring despite ominous winds? And I, too, will meet these heights again, denied all I know. But seeing them seek, who they'll always be, defies the heights, the fear. 
was Jimmy Harrod right here on the Livewire house party. Now, you know, we recorded that back in April of last year. Um, but I just remember, Elena, that in that moment, you know, we were sort of just getting into the pandemic mm-hmm. and like hearing his beautiful voice was just, it was springtime. I mean, that really was helping me that week. I'll tell you what, when we recorded it. Mm-hmm. Go check out Jimmy's stuff at Jimmy being Jimmy, and he spells Jimmy J-I-M-M-I-E. JimmyBeingJimmy.com. All right. Before we get out of here, a little preview of next week's show. We're going to be talking with um, one of our favorite and now I think like most frequent guests on the show, Hanif Abdul-Rakib. He's got a new book out about black performance that looks amazing. Uh, Then we're going to be chatting with filmmaker Andrea Nevins about her documentary Hysterical, uh, which is about women in stand-up comedy. Uh, And then we are going to get some music from another a frequent flyer on this show, Shaky Graves, who we love as well. Uh, and we want to hear your responses to our listener question. Elena, what are we asking listeners for next week's show? I love this question. What is the most memorable performance that you have ever seen? I assume all of the answers are going to be live wire when we were doing it in front of a crowd. Not me, because I saw this exotic dancer at the Cricket Lounge in Pittsburgh in 2003. She's about 45 years old. She had one half of a Stevie Nicks quote on her front midriff and one half of a Stevie Nicks quote on her back midriff, and she got on a trapeze and spun around in a circle so you could read the whole thing, and that is what I would say. You didn't want to keep that powder dry for next week? I didn't. I, we don't get to answer these anymore. <laughs> if you want to send in your response, good luck living up to Elena's. That was pretty awesome, actually. <laughs> Uh, you can send your answer in through our social media channels. We are on Twitter and Instagram uh, at Livewire Radio, and we are also on Facebook. Uh, that is going to do it for this episode of the Livewire House Party. A huge thanks to our guests, Joey Clift, Paula Poundstone, and Jimmy Harrod. Livewire is brought to you in part by Alaska Airlines. Laura Haddon is our executive producer. Heather D. Michelle is our executive director. Tim Harkins is our production director. And our producer and editor is Melanie Sevchenko. Our music is composed by A. Walker Spring. Molly Pettit is our technical director, and she mixed this episode. Additional funding provided by the James F. and Marion L. Miller Foundation. Livewire was created by Robin Tenenbaum and Kate Sokoloff. This week, we'd like to thank member Sarah Miller of Seattle, Washington. For more information about our show or how you can listen to our podcast, head on over to LiveWireRadio.org. I'm Luke Burbank for Elena Passarello and the whole LiveWire crew. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. Livewire. 
When we first met, I was really shy. I had no idea we'd spend so much time together or that you'd be one to fill my heart with, with joy and make me want to be a better person. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know you were here. I was busy reading a review from one of our many, many rapturously smitten listeners. Oh, wait, actually, no, sorry. This is from Elena. Anyway, the point is, uh, it would be really helpful if you wanted to leave us a review. Feel free to say really nice things about us, and uh, we'll even read them now and then on the show. So you might hear your review of Livewire read on the program itself. Uh, Reviews help other people hear about the show, and then we can keep doing this for a long, long time because we love having this job. Uh, Thank you so much if you've left a review, and if you're about to leave a review, you can go ahead and do it right where you get the podcast. 